You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central show is brought to you by Sucklebusters. You can find them at sucklebusters.com. Also by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at the BBQ guru.com or call them 800-288-GURU and by the CHOPS Power Injector System the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA find them at barbecuekansascity.com and by Butcher Barbecue from injections to rubs to sauces always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com and by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills. Visit them at PelletCooker.com or CookShack.com or call them 800-423-0698. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. Find out more at kcbs.us slash samstour. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. And by iGrill. The Bluetooth grilling thermometer that allows you to monitor temperatures from 150 feet away. Use promo code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase at iDevicesInc.com. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Hey! Want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you. You can do it through a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening on the show in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up at about 9.14 or 13 minutes from now, and it was, uh, man, I got to be honest, it was a little bit of a tussle to uh, to find a Jack participant to get on this show that finished, you know, fairly high, uh, did reach out to one Tuffy Stone, 
Didn't, uh, didn't possibly next week we can have Tuffy. We're going to be working on that towards the end of next week, but timing didn't work out for this evening. Then reached out to reserve grand champ John Nilgis. Never heard back. However, I did secure a former 2011 Jack Daniels Grand Champion, an American Royal winner, Smoking Hogs joins us, Bill Gillespie, to recap the weekend. He had a great showing this past weekend, as everybody knows, that followed the Jack. So we'll talk to him and get his recounts of the Jack Daniels 2015. Then at 9.35, we'll be joined, transition a little bit out of the barbecue side into the grilling side. We'll talk to Darian Kazravi, the world champion in the steak cook-off situation down there in Texas. And then we will go into the second hour where we will, and may I say, a hotly anticipated first-time guest to the show throwing around beef like it's her job from Snake River Farms. Anella Kelso will be joining us on the show. Oh, and we are so excited. We have a bunch of different stuff to get to with Anella. We're going to be learning a lot about Snake River Farms as a company. And certainly, especially for you competition folks, everybody knows Snake River Farms synonymous with competition brisket. However, that is not the only thing that they are offering in the product's portfolio. I'm sorry. Maybe you didn't know that. Breaking news. It's not just brisket. It's Snake River Farms. So we will talk to Anella about the rest of the products and kind of how the company got started and when they found their niche in the competition uh, brisket, uh, in the competition world in regards to brisket, all that good stuff. And then I have it on very good authority that at some point we will be giving away a Snake River Farms brisket. Poofa! Stay tuned for that. And then helping me close the show at 10.35, he is a championship award-winning barbecue pitmaster, also a sponsor of this show. The pitmaster of Big Papa Smoker, Sterling Ball, joins us coming out of the bullpen. And there's a lot of things that we can be talking with Sterling about. I mean, certainly Sterling is uh, no stranger to controversial comments, to having a take on things as it relates to the competition barbecue world right now. Suggestions, ideas, cricketisms, all that good stuff. Uh, but to, So we're probably going to break it up like in two different sections with Sterling. We'll have him on tonight. and We're really going to focus on getting some hype going for the 2015 King of the Smokers he has promised to confirm teams that have gotten back to him exclusively here on this show tonight. Uh, we'll also be tapping his competition season. I believe he's got one competition left in November, and then he will have wrapped it up for the year. But he has had a number of big wins this year. He has had, believe it or not, a number of 180 and or perfect scores. I believe he set a record going perfect, perfect in the American Royal and the Sam's Club. I don't believe anybody else has done that uh, to date. So a number of different things we're going to be talking to Sterling Ball about to wrap the show up. So that's what's happening here on this show. If you want to jump in, 216-220-0966, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. 
let everybody know that the show is on tonight, folks. Uh, get out your Facebooks, your tweeters, your emails, a few different links to send people to if you want to send them to the main website so they can enjoy audio only. I am down for that. The BBQCentralShow.com is the link to send them to. And then click on that really big Listen Live link right there at the top of the page. If you like video, OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch-now is the longtime video syndication partner of this show. Uh, also on Roku as well. So you can get it there. Uh, search through the app store of your particular IP television platform. And if they have the Outdoor Cooking Channel, download it. And you can watch it right from the comfort of your own couch. So I got this email from Dave Mara. Greg, I've been a devotee of the show for a while, but never laughed my ass off as much as I did when you told your story with the package-grabbing ump last week. I was listening to the show on my way home from work and seriously had to pull the car over. That shit was funny. Uh Thank you for pulling over, Dave, and not causing a car crash because you were listening to the show and finding it funny. I appreciate your uh, ability to find humor in that when the umpire was almost dead, ready to throw me out at any cost. Notwithstanding that particular story, in case you are completely unaware of calendar events, folks, Saturday this coming is Halloween. Allow me to get up on my soapbox and make my yearly plea slash rant on this impending night or holiday or you know whatever you consider. Folks, if you're over the age of 13 or are out of the 8th grade, please, folks, stop trick or treating. Get that big stuff out of here. No one wants to see a lurpy, peach-fuzz-faced, punk-ass kid show up at their front door with an industrial-sized pillowcase ready to collect all of the candy. Not some of the candy, all of the candy. You know the kid I'm talking about, right? He sounds like this, doorbell or phone, trick-or-treat. Come on, man. We all like candy. I get it. Especially we all like the free candy. But go to the store and buy some for crying out loud. Don't cut into the little ghosts and goblins take because you don't have the good judgment to realize that your time for this special day has passed. I mean, give it up, bro. Or lady. This year, get on the other side of the door and help your parents out. Who, by the way, are obviously coddling you to no end. Because they don't have the mental wherewithal to tell you what a douche you look like as you still head out into the dark night for tricks or treats. Nevertheless, this year, help them dole out the candy to the little kids and hang up your Halloweening for good. You can do it. I know you can do it. With every fiber of my being, I know that you can really push away. You know, this isn't Christmas and this isn't Thanksgiving, you know, where you can be any age and enjoy it at any time. I mean, Halloween, you know, I get people really love to take it to the next level. Hell, I've considered dressing up like Sterling Ball myself this year. But I'm not going to do it because, you know, I'm a 41-year-old man. I believe I stopped trick-or-treating after the 8th grade. 
So really consider how old are you? And is Halloween still something you want to participate in because you really want the free candy? I mean, come on, man. Does anybody have office parties where you're expected to dress up for Halloween for work? If you do, time for a new job. Get that big stuff out of here. Lots to get to here. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ. Centralshow.com. All right, gang, we're off and running. And if you're like me and you're trying to think of a way to step your barbecue and grilling game up a notch or three, there is no better or easier way than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. That's right. We all know that Butcher's Barbecue is well known for the injections, right? The pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird boosters, the grilling oils, the rubs, the sauces, all available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. If you you need the go-to rubs and sauces, of course, everybody knows I love the honey rub. They do have the premium rub as well. We suggest that you use that if you inject with Butchers because it is formulated to work with the injection, that perfect one-two punch that we talk about on the show each and every week. The sweet barbecue sauce everybody loves. Get bottles of six and 12 at a time. It's going to go fast in the house. Uh, As I've said before, I have a house full of women, and they absolutely adore Butchers Barbecue's sweet barbecue sauce. So that should tell you something right there. But here's the bottom line. What do I tell you a lot here on this show about Butcher's Barbecue products? Dave is not somebody that is putting out products to sell and make money off of. Nay, these are competition-tested products. So much so that over the last two events that Dave has competed in, he has won them. He just won this past weekend. Again. What do you think he's using? What do you think David is using when he's out there setting up shop and taking names of the rest of the competitors. Come on, man. You know he's using his own stuff. Dave Bosca himself goes to bbq.com to stock up right before all the competitions that he's going to be taking place. These are competition tested. They work. They win. And you can take part in this if you visit butcherbbq.com. That's butcherbbq.com. Don't worry about breaking the bank on shipping. Anything at 55 bucks ships at $8.50. Between 55 and 200 ship at $9.75. The Super Saver, anything over $200, ships for free. So just get $200.01 of something and save on the shipping. Stock up, man. Believe me. I'm not going to steer you wrong when it comes to Butcher Barbecue. This is what you want to do. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. All right, we're back with Bill Gillespie from Smokin' Hogs. We're going to be talking a little 2015 Jack Daniels. Lots of other great guests to get to this evening as well. Love to hear from you. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com or 216-220-0966. We're back right after this. Stick around. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about something medium-sized? Well, they got you covered. How about tailgates? Yeah, they got you covered there, too. Also, they can supply you with wood pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. You could love yours as well. If you just visit the website, GreenMountainGrills.com. All right, joining me now, a former Jack Daniels Grand Champion, third overall at the 2015 Jack this past weekend. Let's head on over and welcome in friend of the show, Bill Gillespie of Smoke and Hogs Barbecue. Bill, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg, what's happening, man? Good to uh, good to be back on the show. Yeah, always happy to have you, Bill. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, went out a little bit tonight, had a nice little birthday dinner, me and the wife. So 35 again? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 25. <laughs> 25 again. All right. Well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Bill, so last or this past weekend, obviously, Jack Daniels down in Lynchburg, Tennessee, yeah. as I had mentioned in the Open. You won it all in uh, 2011, so four years ago. Uh, yeah. I guess, you know, how many times have you been to the Jack I- itself? Um, we were there in 11, 12. Uh, we were there for the 25th and 13th. Last year and then this year, so five years. All right, so five years. You know, as you kind of look over each individual year, I mean, is it a lot of the same? I mean, obviously, 2011, a little bit different because you won it. Um, yep, but, yep. But for the five years, is there a lot of the same and then little bits of change, or does each year kind of hold its own individualization that you can kind of break out of? Uh, I, I think it, each year is different. Um, I mean, every year is special. You know, you're excited to be going back, and um, I think every year is definitely a little different and a little little more special each time. When you look back at 2011 and you, you gain the uh, grand championship at Jack Daniels, you know, yep. at, at that point, was is that or is that still the biggest win that uh, Smoking House has under their belt? Uh, you know, I, I think so. I mean, we, we did win the the uh, American Royal Invitational last year. Um, I, I just think by the 2011, and not, there's nothing to take away from the Royal, because I think they're both, um, you know, they're both great, great victories. But I think just because it was my first one, I always go back to the, uh, the 2011 Jack win. You know, few pitmasters have won both the Invitational at the American Royal and then... Uh, whether it be you know same year or you know later on yep. in the career, the Jack Daniels as well. So there there isn't a lot of people that can sit there and, and talk about how they've won both. That's true. Can, can you yeah. compare? Yeah. Can you compare and contrast? Um, I I think uh, you know I, I think the Jack has just got this kind of special like feeling to it. Uh, it it's kind of quiet. Um. You know, it's just, it's, uh, I mean, you know, you're in Lynchburg, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe, like, the the American Royal is, uh, I mean, it's almost kind of like a Mardi Gras, it's fantastic, you know what I mean? I think it's two totally separate 
uh, feelings for, for both contests. Is it easier in an American Royal Invitational and, you know, back when you had won it, you were still in the old stomping grounds and not out the Arrowhead like they were this past year. Is it easier in that kind of a scenario to get lost in all of the parties and the goings-on where, you know, the Jack is a little bit more secluded, a little bit more mysterious and, and romantic? Yeah, I think so. There's a lot going on at the Royal. You know, it's it's you really have to be focused and you have to be focused at both contests, no matter what. But I just think with everything going on at the Royal, with all the parties and 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 stuff like that, you you got to be a little bit you know more focused. I think. Bill Gillespie joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Smokin' Hogs Barbecue, and they finished third overall this past weekend of the Jack Daniels. So let's go ahead and look at this past weekend, Bill. You know, as you load in, you know, kind of the the mindset and you know what you're looking to accomplish. Obviously, winning the Jack Daniels, but you know, yeah, you know, yeah. are, are you hitting all the marks? Is everything kind of leading up to a, a good turn in for you guys? Um, you know, going into it, you know, I was a little nervous about chicken. Um, I just I kind of waited till I get down there to get my chicken and. I was having a little trouble finding some and, and I, you know, kind of picky about what I want. <clears throat> so, uh, so I ended up getting some, um, a little bit bigger than I, I typically like. So I had to do a little extra trimming. Um, everything else I think was pretty standard. I was extremely happy with my brisket, uh, snake river farms. Um, you know, I, I kind of, Save this one for for the jack. I just I liked the way it looked, um, and you know I just I was real happy with that. Uh, ribs and pork, um, they looked good. I happy with the quality of it. Uh, I mean you know I felt pretty good going in, going in with what I had. Like I said, chicken was the only question mark. You know I didn't know what to expect with that. Overall, as far as you know, where your individual results came in uh, as a team, are you satisfied, or were there things that you can look at now and go, you know, we kind of left that on the table, and if I have it to do over again, these are the things I do different. Yeah, I probably, you know, pork kind of was a worst category actually out of the four. Um, uh, you know, there's a couple things I might have changed a little bit or tweaked or just to make it a little bit better. Um, no, everything else, you know, like I said, the ribs and brisket, I think were, uh, it showed. I mean, we were fourth in ribs, fifth in brisket, so I was real happy with those results. Um, yeah, I think, you know, pretty much that's it. When the overalls are being announced and you get through five, four, and you come up to three, uh, were you surprised at that point where you hadn't heard a name and you're thinking – did we shit a bed in a category, or are you thinking, man, we got a shot to win this thing again all of a sudden? Uh, you know, there's always, a, you know, you get two good calls like that. There's always, like, a little glimmer of hope. But I was really nervous with the other two categories not getting calls that, you know, we probably tanked them and, you know, we're outside the, the top 20 or something like that. So, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised, you know, when um, – when they called us for third overall, you know, I, I was very, very excited to finish, you know, in that field, the teams finish third overall. It was pretty awesome. So as you look at it for a third overall at the Jack Daniels, uh, again, fifth time down, is that the uh, crowning jewel of a 2015 season right now, or have you had some, some better wins per se? 
Uh, I mean, we, we have four GCs and an RGC this year. Um, uh, yeah, I think the third place at the Jack is is uh, is pretty damn awesome. So, let me ask you this question: Pull out and, yeah. and, and give me a little breakdown from a from a Pitmaster's uh, perspective. You know, you've you've won some of the biggest contests out there, as we addressed here a couple minutes ago. So, looking at it from a competitor's point of view, and you look at Tuffy Stone uh, winning the Jack Daniels, and you see how few cooks, as compared to a lot of, I guess, you know, I'm using air quotes that you can't see over the radio, uh, uh, you know, yeah. top pitmasters out there right now. See how many or how few contests that he's actually doing over the course of a competition season, and how much is he's winning the big contests. How impressive has his run been over the past few years in your eyes? Oh, my God. It's been unbelievable. Um, you know, the Jack twice and the Royal Invitational and the Royal Open, four, you know, world championships in three years. That's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> I mean, talk about being consistent, completely calm, calm under pressure and um, – yeah, I mean, what he's done is is just awesome. Is it a is it a work ethic thing with him? Is it a, you know a constant tinkering and a and and a and an unwillingness to be something other than just offering a superior product every time out? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a work ethic. Uh, I think he's uh, very precise in everything he does, um, it, which makes that's what makes him a great pitmaster and so successful. You know, in his in in his barbecue career, Bill Gillespie joining me here on the show from Smoking Hogs Barbecue. Uh, Bill, you you're still a like an all WSM team, right? Oh no, no, I'm nope. uh, I'm cooking on a Humphreys. I've been cooking on them for a couple, two or three years, three years now. Are you using Weber's at all anymore? Or are you got not? I was, yep. I was up until last year. So how have you found the, the trans? I mean, obviously you like the trans, but like, what have you found to be the, the biggest benefits to, to getting out of those? Um, what, you mean from the WSN to a Humphreys? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I, I think it's just a, a con- more consistent cook. Um, the, the fuel efficiency, the, you know, it's, it's a, a lot easier, you know, for me to get, the same product over and over again when I use these Humphrey smokers. Bill, talk to me about the book last time you were on. Uh, I think the book yep. had just been released. Uh, you know, you got yep. some time passed now. And, you know, how are, you know, the, the sales going? How is the book meeting expectation from a public point of view? And also, I guess more importantly, how has the book met expectations, you know, from the author's point of view? Is it, uh, you know, met exceeded or, you know, come in below expectations? Yeah, I think it's it's uh, definitely come above expectations. Uh, I've been getting, you know, nothing but positive feedback on it. Um, you know, people call me or send me an email, ask me a question. You know, hey, we love the book. Um, was thinking, can I do this instead of that? And and you know, just yeah, I think um, I think it's gone over really well. I mean, this is my first. Uh, first book and and i didn't quite know what to expect but uh i'm very happy with the results was there another book that was coming down the pike then yes uh i just finished uh writing the second book which is coming out in march it's called the uh the smoking bacon and hog cookbook 
the whole pig and nothing but the pig. Talk to me about becoming an author, you know, as a guy who started as a pit master and, uh, you know, inevitably if you get success and, and people and you have, I mean, you, you have kind of a, a charismatic personality, obviously a lot of information that you have to share and can bring it across yeah. in, a, in a nice way. Uh, what's the process of being an author like for you? Is it is it easy? Is it something that, you know, it's a job and you have to labor and really work at to get that finished product? How do you find it? Uh, to me, it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, I need to kind of take a step back every once in a while and just kind of get my thoughts together. And, um, you know, for me, expressing things on paper, like I, I can physically do things like, you know, obviously cooking and just, but to, to translate that on a piece of paper, it takes my, it takes a little bit of time and effort for me to, to really get out what I want to get out. Is it a is it a for you? Like, I mean, I, I know ten fifteen years ago, you could be making a lot of money writing books, whether it be a cookbook or a how to book or whatever, whether it be in barbecue or cooking in the kitchen or whatever. And uh, I mean, from what I can ascertain, that doesn't really seem to be the case anymore because of how media is kind of transitioned yep. with technology and so forth. So you know, a lot of guys tell me that do these books. You know, it's not necessarily about the money per se. It's more of Right. keeping my name out there and being relevant. Similar thing to you, get the Smoking Hogs yeah, name out there and stuff? I, I think so, yeah. It's 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 um, it's um not as lucrative as, as people might think. Um, so it's just, just keep, <laughs> like you said, keeping your name rel- out there, keeping keeping yourself relevant. Um, I think that's the big thing. The other thing that I saw, and they happen to be a, a sponsor of the show, is a promotion somehow that you're tied in with iGrill, they have an iGrill uh, thermometer, but then they've also tied in with a like a Pitmasters package with you. Yep, yep. Uh, so I have, um, you know, I have a, a barbecue sauce with iGrill. It's it's my recipe, um, and it's a sauce I've been using for the last couple of years. And they they offered to help me uh, get it out on the market, and um, you know, paired it with their. One of you know one of their devices and um, you know it's it's been really good. Uh, a lot of people comment on the sauce saying they like it. Uh, how can I get more of it? Um, so I think uh, I think it's good for for both eye grill and uh, smoking hogs. Is this a sauce that you use in competition? Yeah, it is. Yep. Is that important? I mean, does it really speak to the integrity of a team that or? Well, maybe not integrity might not be the right word, but does it speak kind of to the, the integrity or the quality of the sauce that a team can put their name on it, they feel comfortable using it in competition, and then it's the same thing that they're turning out to the public? Um, yeah, I, I think it's important. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, I probably, let me think. Um, let, me, let me ask this question a different way than I'm thinking about sure. it. Sure. Would it be weird for you, for me, to come up to you and say, hey, uh, Bill, I have this sauce, it's my sauce, uh, but nobody knows who I am, but everybody knows who you are. Can you just put your face on it, and I'm going to give you like a hundred grand, versus you putting together a sauce, something that you use in competition, and it works, and now you're offering that to the general public? Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing the first scenario. You know, I, I'd want to, I'd want something that, you know, I came up with that I'm successful with in the in in the competitions, and I'd feel comfortable selling something like that. You know, with what I'm doing now, 
Um, so, yeah, I guess it is kind of an integrity thing with me. Bill Gillespie joining me here on the show. Smokin' Hogs Barbecue is the team, and uh, we're recapping a little bit of this past weekend. Aside from the competition over at the Jack Bill, you know, was there anything yep. that transpired outside of that that you know really stuck with you or is kind of your takeaway from Lynchburg this year? Um, man, it happened so fast. I mean, we get down there and, you know, like a day early or so and just relax, and next thing you know, we're we're driving home Saturday night after awards, and um, I just think uh, just, you know, meeting new people and, you know, having a good time, seeing people you haven't seen in, in a year or so, it's, uh, you know, I think that's um, kind of what I took out of it. Were you surprised when you look at the overall results that – you know, a top 30, one of the top 30 teams actually at number 30 was a, was a European team or somebody that wasn't, uh, you know, American-based, uh, that being, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm sorry, they were uh, 26, the Sabaralina Barbecue, uh, you okay. know, finishing with a 678. You know, for the last, what has it been, two or three years, you've heard about this, you know, European outreach, and KCBS is kind of uh, trying to... Uh, help the European teams really get the grasp of the Southern style barbecue. And you've seen that whole situation over there in Europe kind of evolve uh, and really take hold. They have grill stocks over there. They have their own uh, barbecue competitions over there that are, you know, based uh, whether they're completely regulated by KCBS or, you know, prior to that doing something loosely on the same type of a scale. And now here they are, you know, finishing 26th and 30th and 40th and 44th. Uh, Pretty impressive, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're really starting to make a name for themselves. You know, they're, I think they're, uh, they're starting to understand, like you said, the Southern cooking, Southern barbecue cooking. And, um, I mean, you know, they can't get a lot of the same stuff we use here, but, you know, they, when they come over here, they have access to it. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think they're, uh, they're definitely getting better at it. Um, I mean, you know, you can see it in the standings. I think there was, um, was it two teams, two of the international teams, I think in chicken, they were like second and third. I, I could be wrong on the category, but I know there was one of the categories, there were two international teams that placed second and third place. And, and, you know, that's pretty damn impressive. Do you think that in the next 10 years, a international team might win the Jack then? I definitely think it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Where are you going to be at, Bill? Are you guys done for the year now? Uh, let's see, we got, uh, this weekend we're, we're down in Delaware, um, at the, the booby queue and, um, the week after we are wrapping up our season down in Shelby, North Carolina. All right. So two more left. Uh, he finished yep. third overall in 2015, uh, this past weekend at the Jack. They won it in 2011. Also won the American Royal Invitational 2014. This is Bill Gillespie, yep. pitmaster of Smoking Hogs Barbecue. Bill, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks, Greg. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, there he is. Right. Bill Gillespie of Smoking Hogs getting after it, recounting his time there at the Jack Daniels this past weekend and also having kind of a quick look back at, you know, I mean, he said, look, I mean, how many teams would love to just say we won the American Royal Invitational during the course of our competition career or we won the Jack Daniels during the course of our competition career? He's won them both. Not many teams do that. Not many. 
Chops Power Injector Systems are the National Barbecue Association's product 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs. From the backyard cooks to caterers, restaurant chefs, Power Injector is right for you. Let's break it down a little bit and tell you about each one. First of all, the number one seller. I have it in my uh, kitchen arsenal, the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System. Designed for competition or to pump up the backyard warrior like me. They're so easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and just go. If you have one brisket or one pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. No waste. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. It's 100 bucks plus you pay the shipping anywhere. Then you have the one-gallon chops power injector system. Designed for the catering and bigger jobs. Holds double the amount of the half-gallon, obviously. That's why they call it the gallon. Use it in competitions like when you cook MBN. Or you have like 10 shoulders looking for that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. And then, of course, the newest one that we talked about with Dan Uledal this past week. The Chops Full Power Injector System. It's electric, the commercial and competition Big Daddy. It's not a holding tank, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. That's right, from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was originally designed for Chef Rob at one of the best barbecue restaurants in Kansas City, and he said it time and time again. That with the CHOPS full-power injector system, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, two 11-and-a-half-inch gauge needles, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 325 bucks plus shipping anywhere. You need power for that one, though. Number of the top pitmasters, not only in the country, but in the world, are using Chops Power Injector Systems right now to make their barbecue better than the rest. Here's the thing, right? We live in a foodie world that requires flavor in every bite. This is how you can do it and do it fast. Not just for meat either, as we've said time and time again here on this show. How about an alcohol-infused watermelon or some other piece of fruit? Yeah! Yeah! Extra, extra accessories if you want them. They got them. You can shoot the spices, protect from fatty meats, clogging them up, all that good stuff. Go to BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. BarbecueKansasCity.com. Chops Power Injector System. Give your barbecue some power. Yeah. Get one, man. They're so worth it. The time savings is incredible. BarbecueKansasCity.com. All right. We are back with my 935 guest. The steak master, Darian Kazravi, coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, all right. Welcome back. This portion of the show is brought to you by iGrill, makers of the most advanced Bluetooth grilling thermometers. Monitor your temperature of whatever you're grilling from up to 100 feet away using the iOS and Android device. This month only, so you only have a couple days left, receive 15% off the iGrill Pitmaster set with code CENTRAL, complete with an iGrill 2, Pro Ambient Temperature Pro, Pro Meat Pro, and barbecue sauce by award-winning team Smokin' Hogs Barbecue. This is the ultimate Pitmaster's dream for crying out loud. 
Shop at iDevicesInc.com. That's iDevicesInc.com. And receive 15% off the iGrill Pitmaster set with promo code CENTRAL. Thanks to the folks at iGrill for sponsoring the show. My next guest is seen on the competition barbecue circuit, but this past weekend went down to Texas for the Steak Cookoff World Championships, and all he did was walk away with the first-place trophy. Here to recap the win, talk a little steak cooking, is the pitmaster of Cosmos Q competition team, Darian Kazravi, joining me here on the show. Darian, how are you, buddy? I'm pretty good, Greg. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous, my friend, and I uh, appreciate you joining me tonight. Uh, so uh, lots to get to when it comes to talking about the steak cooking and all this great stuff that you did down in Texas. Uh, but if you could, can you talk to me a little bit for the folks that you know might be just tuning into the show for the first time or haven't gone through the extravagant run of archives here on this show, You know a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of how you got into this whole competition barbecue thing? Well, it started uh, 10 or 11 years ago. Um, we just, uh, you know, I guess mostly like everybody else, see something on TV and think you can do it. And then uh, we, we found a competition here close. Uh, <clears throat> so we entered that and was lucky enough to get our name called and just got hooked ever since. And uh, ain't looked back, to be honest with you. Just been Just been going at it every year. Darren, if you um, if you hadn't got the first call, is it something that you still would have? Did you have enough fun at the first one call or not, where you would have went back anyway? Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a good. I did a lot of work though back then. Uh, uh, Ten years ago, it was a lot uh, a lot different than it is now. Um, now I sleep till six thirty in the morning. Where back then, I never went to bed. So. Uh, but I, I still would have went back because, you know, at the end of the day, man, I, I just love um, cooking, you know, just the cooking aspect that I absolutely love. And uh, not to mention the uh, socializing with all the people. Um, and, you know, now over, you know, 10, 11 years, it's become a family. So, uh, you know, I look forward to, to seeing, you know, my family members on the weekend and just catching up and, uh, hanging out and cooking some barbecue. Let me ask you a quick question. You know, when you look at it 10 years ago, 11 years ago, as you said, you're up all night and, and there was a lot more, I guess, quote unquote, work or labor involved than you're doing now. Was it a different product back then? Is it, was it one that can compare to what you're doing now or are they completely two different worlds? Uh, in my opinion, they're two different worlds with the, uh, the evolution of the barbecue you know, products, the injections, rubs, marinades, soaks. Um, back then, they were around, but they weren't uh, near as refined as they are now. And uh, and not to mention the equipment has gotten a lot better. We've learned a lot. So the, the whole evolution of barbecue, in my opinion, has shifted forward. Um, not to take anything away from, you know, guys that were doing it back then because if it wasn't for them we'd never be where we're at uh but you know we just we just love doing it darian Kazravi joining me here on the show from cosmos q uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a look back at the state cook-off this past weekend down in texas 
All right, so uh, you know there, there was a huge barbecue competition this weekend. A number of other ones too, but obviously the most well-known one uh, was the Jack Daniels. We were just talking to Bill Gillespie about that uh, this past segment. Uh, also, there was the uh, SCA event, uh, the the big steak cook-off. So, is that something that you had to qualify for previous to getting down there, or kind of if if you can, kind of give me the the run-up to that uh, steak cook-off situation? Well, unbeknownst to me, I thought, to be honest with you, I really didn't know much about it. Um, We were actually going to meet the boat rides up at a competition, but uh, we couldn't get in. So we said, uh, you know, we found a state competition and uh, we went to it and we was lucky enough to meet, you know, um, Dustin and Joe, the reigning world champions of the last two years. Um, and just got to talking with them and, uh, and the birds from down in Texas and golly, there's a, there's a bunch of them, uh, barbecue, um, you know, just a bunch of guys. And we just got to talking and I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that there was this whole world of state competition. Um, that is realistically, it's uh, as much fun as barbecue, if not more sometimes. Uh, and that's only because of the aspect of you don't have to do nearly, it's not nearly as labor-intensive as barbecue is. But I, I didn't know. Um, so we got to talking to them guys, and, you know, there was there uh, there was other barbecue competitions around here close. And, I mean, we was looking at our schedule, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to travel 500 miles if I got – you know, a state competition that's, you know, an hour from my house. So we got to doing a couple state competitions and, uh, you know, just filling the gaps in between barbecue. And, uh, and I still didn't know that I had, uh, qualified or I didn't qualify on, uh, a week because there's two ways you can qualify to go to the uh, world championship. And that's one, you have to be one of the top, top ranked teams uh in the point standing or have to win a competition and i we were just learning it figuring it out i think we only did like five or six of them and uh at that point i think it was just four or five and uh somebody had said hey man uh dude you're three points away <laughs> from being qualified to go to the world champion and i'm like what i, I didn't know nothing about it and i I actually had a friend, he, he brought the spreadsheet over to my house and, you know, he put it, he taped it up on the wall and he's like, look, look where you're at. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know. So I was like, well, hell let's go cook a steak competition. We wasn't doing nothing that weekend. So we, we packed up and head down to Sweetwater and, uh, we got lucky enough. Uh, we just needed a ninth place call and we got lucky enough. We got six and that just, that got us into the top points into the SCA uh, championship, so we got an invite on that. All right, so if you can, when you get down to the national championships this past weekend, you know, how many teams are in, and I guess, you know, for the folks that really don't know much about it, I mean, you said yourself you didn't really know too much about it. Uh, is it just like a one-day thing? Do you bring your own meat? You know, kind of set that scene for us, if you could. No, actually, um the guys over at the SCA, the the state competition association, Brett Galloway, Ken, and JoJo, and all them, and them guys, I've I've never seen a group of people that bend over backwards for their people more so than them. 
um, when we got down to Fort Worth, it was a uh, it was a Friday evening ordeal and then a Saturday ordeal. So we got down there Friday evening, and uh, they had a big old uh, thing going for all the cookers there uh, at Billy Bob's uh, dinner for everybody. Um, of, of course, you know there was you know drinks on hand, uh, <laughs> dance floor. I mean, it was just a great deal. They uh, all every single cooking team from around the country, even uh, overseas. Um, you got a little, you know, quick bio on the team and, you know, what they do, you know, all the members and this, that, and the other. And the coolest thing was is each team got to walk into their own, their own music. So you could pick your own, like, you know, you know, E style music and they would play that music and let you walk up to the stage. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty neat. They really, they really made everybody warm and welcome for sure. All right, and then as far as the meat is concerned, uh, they provide the meat, you said? Yep, all the state competitions, uh, you don't take the meat. You pay your entry fee, you take your, uh, you take your little PK grill, you take your, uh, take your tent, take your, you know, whatever tools you may need, and your cooler, and that's it. I can, I mean, literally throw everything in the back of my truck about five minutes. But that's the great thing. You pay your entry fee, and you go down there, and when they have the cooks meeting on Saturday, that's when they put all the meat out on the table. And then they go to a lock system, and that's how you get to pick your meat. Uh, on the whole, as you're looking at the table of meat, I mean, is it all pretty similar stuff? There, there isn't one that, you know, you would feel shafted if you had to go last, right? Uh, you would think that, right? Yeah, um, kind of. <laughs> But but actually, uh, um, the guy that got second place uh, at the championship, he I think he picked sixty sixty first, so he was almost dead last in picking steaks. So they, there's just so much, so many of them are out there that they can't put them on the table. I mean, it would be a, a forty fifty foot table. Um, so as they start emptying space on the table, they actually have coolers of more steaks that they put out there. So they're just filling the holes on the table. That's why as you get your steak, um, you know, it, it, this isn't obviously like an overnight situation that you're, you know, used to at a, at a traditional competition with prep and injection and all this other crap. Uh, so on Saturday, mm-hmm. how do you prep the meat? How do you set up the grill? You know, some of the, the cooking tricks, if you could. Well, <clears throat> I learned a couple uh my buddy Kent Boatwright, and uh, the one thing that he taught me, uh, state, and, and uh, you know, Kent uh, told me a marinade that uh, uh, I was like, what? Hey, Darren, I'm losing you. I'm losing you, man. Hello? Are you there? There you are. Okay, yeah, sorry about I, that. What what is it, brother? Uh, I asked you uh, your tips and tricks. You said Kent gave you uh, like a marinade recipe. Yeah, Kent gave me a marinade recipe that uh, he uses with uh, with our uh, reserve blend injection. And uh, you know, I was like, well, I've never thought of that. I've never tried it that way. So. Uh, 
So I was like, hell, let's try it, you know, let's do it. Let's let's see what happens, you know. If you wanna, you know, if you wanna beat the best, you gotta you know, you gotta swing for the fence. So that's what we did. We, we so we pick our steaks, I think it's about ten, ten thirty in the morning. Uh, we bring them back to the camp, put them, you know, put them in our marinade, and then you, man, you just sit around and <laughs> BS with that. And then, uh, uh, you know, fire-wise, uh, do you just set it up as hot as it's going to go, or you know, you a little bit more, you know, two-stage, three-stage type fire situation? No, I, the the PK grill that we have, we we have it set up to run hot and fast. So, uh, so we load it down with, I think we go probably about 30 minutes before the very first on, um, let's get our, our little turkey uh, red hot. We dump them in that PK grill and, uh, that's when we put in our wood chunks and then, uh, we throw the grill grates on top and leave the lid open and. I try to get it to about 800, 850 degrees. Wow. You know, a lot of guys are subscribing to that whole reverse sear method where you're taking it up uh, low and slow and then, you know, really giving it a, a hot and fast right at the end to, uh, you know, crisp it up to work for that bumper-to-bumper color in the middle. Uh, you don't have any problem with that, though, just going hot and fast right out the gate then? No. No, we have a, we have it actually timed. So we're running about anywhere from, you know, Two and a half minutes aside to three minutes aside, um, depending on the thickness of the steak, and that's usually for a good inch and a half inch or inch and a half uh, cut steak. Um, if it's a little bit of we can shave that time, and we can have that whole steak about three and a half. When the judges are looking for, I mean, obviously you're you're well versed at what the the competition barbecue judges uh, are looking for. At least I guess you hope you're. In, in the school of what they're looking for <laughs> on the steak side, are they, how are they judging it? Is it, is it a taste look and tenderness thing? Is it just a taste thing? It's a, it, it is a, it, it's much like the, uh, the competition barbecue. They're, they're looking for the appearance, um, taste, tenderness, and overall texture. Do they want to see it at like a, at a medium rare temperature or like if you went medium well, yeah. are they like, Oh my God, you know, disqualified, terrible, or, or like, what's their, what's their deal? There? <laughs> you may not get disqualified, but you will get terrible. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually they actually have a picture of the steak that they're, they're shooting for. And it's a, it's a warm pink center. It's, uh, uh, you know, to hear everybody say it, you know, it's medium, medium yep. rare, yep. you know, medium. It's not medium well. I, I shoot for medium rare. When you hear your name called as the 2015 SCA Stake World Champion, uh, you know, how does that compare to, and I don't mean to laugh because, I mean, it's a huge deal, um, but, like, how does that compare to, you know, the barbecue competitions that, I mean, can you not compare them? Is it, you know, two different situations and you're able to compartmentalize those? I mean, how do you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's completely different. It's not even the, uh, I mean, the, the, what they've got at the SC is amazing. And now just to be able to cook, you know, there with the best steak cookers in the world. And here's the funny thing. You, you would, 
actually walk around that crowd and not know anybody. I was completely shocked. I mean, it, it, it was very humbling just to be there, you know, to face with them. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're all competitors. So it, it could be a steak, it could be barbecue, or it could be, you know, marbles out in the dirt. You know, a win's a win to, you know, when you're that competitive. And, and you know, I, I don't know that you can compare them or contrast them. Um, they're individual to their self, if that makes any sense. Is the SCA a mm, – how do I want to ask this question? Like, is this something – that, that is going to grow and expand on its own as its own set off? Or could you see a, uh, an alliance between an SCA and a KCBS where you could do a steak thing on a Friday and then get into your KCBS stuff on Saturday? I, I, I think that's where it's going. Um, Texas, a lot of Texas cooks down are already starting to do it. Um, and actually we've, we've done it at a couple KCBS events in Texas. Uh, we did it at Bedford in Texas. It was a Friday night cook, and uh, you you do the steak on Friday night, and then uh, obviously the barbecue stuff on Saturday. I really think that um, these guys have really tapped into something that is gonna um, it's gonna blow up. Uh, for realistically, for less than three hundred dollars, you can go pound pound win just as much money, if more money, than you can a bar competition, you know. Um, and if you're there at a barbecue competition, you know, I mean, anybody that knows, uh, you know, somebody that, you know, very competitive in the barbecue world, man, you could be out there cooking hot dogs. You pay me $8,500, and I guarantee you, man, I'm going to win that hot dog competition, you know. That's right. Darian Kazravi is the pitmaster of Cosmos Q. Uh, his website, by the way, CosmosQ.com, if you want to check it out. And he is your 2015 SCA World Champion Steak Cooker. Uh, Darian, congratulations on the win, and appreciate the time tonight recapping that event, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. You got it. There he is, the Steak Man. Darian Kazravi from Cosmos Q. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing I've heard about all of the state competitions, right? A lot less than the barbecue competition, equal or more payout. That's QPR, right? Quality price ratio. We'll get into that here at the top of the second hour. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. It is the Barbecue Guru, automated pit temperature control device creators. Get your technology here, the CyberQ Wi-Fi, the Party Q, all that good stuff. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven is one you want to obviously consider. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out all the products. If you have any questions, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. They make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, thanks again to Darian Kazravi for recapping the SCA National Championship, the World Championship, as he said there were uh, international people there. I wonder, like, how many different countries were represented, I should ask. And he's right, man. You get those guys together, uh, deep-fried marshmallow sticks. So, you know, if there's money to be won, the A-games, the injections, the soaks, you don't think you can inject a a, a deep-fried peanut butter sandwich? You're wrong, I bet. Well, find a way to do it, absolutely. Also, into the first hour, we talked with Bill Gillespie from Smoking Hogs. Appreciate his conversation as well, talking about the Jack this past weekend. If you missed the first hour, relax. You can go back and get it on the replay. You can subscribe to the show audibly on iTunes. That's how most people do it. You can also visit my website for replays, also outdoorcookingchannel.com as well. We're going to load up here for the second hour. Lots of great guests. Your phone calls and emails, if you one six two two zero zero nine six six, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Over the next couple weeks, too, I'm not sure exactly how good the set's going to look. We're going to be in the midst of uh, getting the new studios installed down here in the countryside estate in Cleveland, Ohio. All right, we'll step away, refresh your drinks. I'm going to refresh mine, and then we'll get ready for the second hour. We'll find Anella Kelso from Snake River Farms and also Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers, just to name a few. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? We have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what? We ate fifty four wieners. Delicious, Lebrunius, shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have something working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Friends, neighbors, you have found the Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We take place live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. By the way, the 2015-16 Cavaliers campaign is underway. 
in Chicago tonight. LeBron James destined to bring home championship greatness to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey, you want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you. 21-21. 21-6 or 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Still to come on this show tonight, Anella Kelso from Snake River Farms. Also, Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers. Stay tuned for that. All right, now let me make sure I have this all set up right. Oh, I hit the wrong damn button. Dummy. Here I am, back in the anchor room, as we call it. Hey, hey, buddy. I'm I'm getting ready to do the weekly barbecue roundup, so if you could... Uh, Make sure that you uh, you tell Steve, you know, to wake up. I see him sleeping back there. I mean, come on. Give me a break. That guy is, he's so lazy, that guy back there. He's so lazy. Sleeping all the time. I understand he put together the weekly barbecue roundup for me, but geez, can't you stay awake until I do it for car? Right. Nevertheless, your latest edition of the weekly barbecue roundup right freaking now. All right, here we go, covering October 22nd through the 24th, starting with the KCBS, the Dallas Kosher Barbecue Championship, a competitor series, so it doesn't count towards Team of the Year. Winning that one, CNB Barbecue, Texas, with a 648.5. Border War Barbecue. Oh, hold on a damn minute. I really wanted that song to work, but that song is not going to work. Let me get back to my albums. And. Uh, oh, where is he? There we go. These ones are a, a little tough with. The whole. Uh, uh, lyrics really kind of screw you. So we'll go back to this. That's right. Little Chuck Man Jody, everybody. Hey, everybody. Chuck Man Jody coming at you live on uh, Easy Listening 107.3 The Wave. And we're going to give you uh, tickets to the movie theater a little bit later as we are talking with uh, lots of people. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let's try it again. Dallas Kosher Barbecue Championship, a competitor series event, CNB Barbecue Texas, winning with a 648.5 Border War Barbecue in Osawatomi, Kansas. Did I say that right? Getting sauced with a 694.2 wins that one. Smoking the Fort Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival in Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, winning that one. Who? Who, Steve? That's right, Butcher Barbecue winning that one. Damn right. Again. With a 702.2. Boom. 700 pin for that guy. Hillbilly Hog Barbecue Throwdown and Fall Festival, Cleveland, Georgia. Winning it, Bald Hog Barbecue with a 709.1. How about the Jack Daniels World Championship Invitational Barbecue? Winning that one, as we know. Tuffy Stone, Cool Smoke with a 698.2. Best of the Midwest Barbecue Cookoff in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Winning that one, the Smokin' Seas Barbecue with a 689.6. Fountain Blaze Off and Senior Q, Independence, Missouri. Our butts are smoking with a 698.8. 
The Jack Daniels World Championship Shade Tree Contest, the backyard event, winning that one Bull and Bones with a 521.1. And rounding out the KCBS for this past weekend, the October Feast Barbecue and Brew Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada, winning that one. Who, Steve? Who? Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball, 99.4, just shy of another 400 or uh, another 700 for Sterling. All right, let's move to Texas, IBCA, International Barbecue Cookers Association. And by the way, huge rain like crazy down there. lot of events canceled before the event, an event canceled during the event. Let's start it off, El Dorado Chevrolet Barbecue benefiting the Guns and the Hoses Foundation, McKinney, Texas. Winning that one, Redneck Cooker. Here's an event, the Pleasanton Cowboy Homecoming in Pleasanton, Texas, canceled during the event. The sheriff told everybody ski-daddle while the briskets were still on the pit. Canceled before the event, the Grace Fellowship Holy Smoke Barbecue Cook-Off in Ingleside, Texas. Canceled before the event, the Father Jeremiah Council number 5598KC Cook-Off in Edinburgh, Texas. Canceled before the event, the Smoke and Blues and Barbecue Festival in Duncanville, Texas. Moving over to the Texas Gulf Coast Barbecue Cookers Association. John Henry, Abercrombie Cookoff in Houston, Texas. Winning that one, Los Necios. That means stubborn. Thank you for that fun fact, Dougie. Lone Star Barbecue Society. National Championship, Meridian, Texas. 116 teams in there, even in the rain. Tractors pulled people into place, had to move during the cook-off to another field. That's how bad it was. Winning that one, Pressed Ham taking the grand championship. That's going to do it for Texas. We transition over to the Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association for the Battle of the Pits at the Man Show in Spokane, Washington. Winning that one. Who won that one? Steve, who won that one? Oh, that's right. Diane Mee, Lakehouse Barbecue. It's number six, by the way, if you're keeping track for her. Sensational season for Diane Me, Congratulations. And that is your weekly barbecue round. your weekly barbecue roundup. Lots of good stuff happening. Let me get to my next bit of wonderment here on the show. All right, so I don't know if uh, anybody follows me on Facebook or the Twitter, but uh, last Thursday, this past Thursday, a week ago in Two days from now. Uh, we went to a place in Cleveland called XO Prime Steaks. The, this is a uh, upscale, fine dining experience. Uh, bills itself as the ultimate steak experience here in Cleveland. It was my wife's birthday, so I decided to go ahead and give it a take. And then I've posted my review on my website. And I got an email from the owner two days later. Kind of... Um, I don't want to say he was making excuses, but look, here's the bottom line for me, and tell me if I'm way off base. I posted a very factual, as it happened, uh, firsthand account of what it was like when we went to this place. And I've heard nothing 
but wonderful reviews and how great the stakes are and the service and all this stuff. So I was, the expectation and the bar of expectation was set very high by a lot of top people in this city. So I was, to say excited would be an understatement. And we went and it wasn't really busy, which is fine. I mean, it's a Thursday evening. Maybe it's not going to be too busy there. So to me, if you're in fine dining and you're going to be dropping, you know, we ended up spending before tip $225. I mean, that's not like something everybody does every day. And I realize that that's something I rarely do. But the, I mean, to, if you're going to be doing that and you're going to somewhere that is billing itself as the ultimate steak experience, I think you need to leave wowed. Whether it's Thursday at 6 p.m. or Saturday at 9 p.m., you have to leave wowed, right? And we weren't. There wasn't anything that made it feel any different than if we would have went to a stain, a chain steakhouse. And that's what was disappointing to me and to my wife. And uh, we got a letter from the owner, and he said, ah, you, you, you know, you... You didn't give me a a chance to fix anything, and you've bashed me on social media, and you should have emailed me, and I and I would have given you uh, you know a chance to come back. All of this stuff, and I think that there is a a bar that is set right that if you bill yourself as the best, the there is an expectation that it has to be met, and if you don't fix it. Or if if you don't come through, I mean, that's tough. That's tough. We gave them 4 out of 10. That's the best we could come up with, given the whole items factored in. And, yeah, I mean, what can I say? It was as fair as we could be. We weren't trying to do anything crazy or get free meals or anything like that. Nothing like that. Just giving our firsthand account. And, you know, at that price point and with that expectation, I don't know what else... We could do. We're not trying to take a shot at them. I mean, these guys are independent steak retailers. We get it. We want them to succeed. All that good stuff. Anyway, if you didn't read the review, go to my website. Check it out. It's called the uh, XO uh, Prime Steaks Review in Cleveland. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Fast Eddie's Cook Shack Pellet Grill Smoker. It's all-in-one. It's 100% stainless steel wood-burning pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 800 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. It features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. A pellet grill can barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models of pellet grills. The PG-1000 features a fully insulated double-walled roll hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, maximum cooking performance. The PG-500 features two-way swing lid, pellet drop, and utensil holder. The 500 and 1,000 have many great features, including 784 square inches of space for the cooking, easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet food system, stainless steel cooking grate on the direct zone that produce killer-looking sear marks, nickel-plated grills on the indirect and top racks, a drip bucket, a pellet ash drawer, 100% stainless steel construction, warming drawer, 40 pounds of Cook Shack hickory pellets, and a 30-day all-you-use money-back guarantee. It's versatile pellet cooker that adds full flavor to your recipes, including fajitas, ribs, chicken, steaks, desserts, sides, and large cuts of meat. It can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the food with an intense, smoky flavor. That's why you use it. When you cook with pellets, the fuel is consistent, the smoke more flavorful. For recipes, check out Cook Shack's YouTube channel for the cooking guide on their website. 
You can call 800-423-0698 and order one today from their brilliant sales staff. Not like my uh, crack staff back here. Again, that number, 800-423-0698, or visit their website, cookshack.com. Who wants to talk beef? Anybody want to talk beef? I want to talk beef, amongst other things. Here we go. Here we go. Anella Kelso coming up out of the break. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your two ways to get in touch with me. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Heyo! Cooking Pellets, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information. You can also purchase by visiting Amazon.com to purchase as well. That's CookinPellets.com. Appreciate them. Joining me now. Let me say like this. Ever heard of a team using Wagyu beef in competition? Sure, of course you have. Well, there seems to be some growth in providers of the product to the market. My next guest is widely considered to be the nameplate for this kind of beef. Let's race over the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Snake River Farms' Anella Kelso joining us. Anella, how are you? I'm doing very good. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous, Anella. Appreciate you asking and appreciate you making time for the show. And I'm very excited to finally have Snake River Farms here on the Barbecue Central show. So uh, let's go ahead and kind of get right at it. And uh, perhaps before we get you know, into the, the nuances of Snake River Farms and the, the products that you offer, uh, a little background about yourself, uh, you know, what you're doing professionally and, and how you kind of hooked up with Snake River Farms. Um, I've been with the company for almost nine years now. I kind of started in the marketing world, and then when we ventured off into e-commerce, I got invited to come and join that team, and in doing so, got to manage the barbecue program. And so I've been doing barbecue for about a little bit over three years now, and it's, it's a good time. Uh, are you surprised that you're kind of doing the barbecue side? Have you always had, like, an affinity or had any, like, competition desires or anything like that, or it's just kind of, you know, what you were grown into? Um, I'm a total beef snob you know, self-proclaimed beef snob anyway, and kind of grew up um, in the beef industry, et cetera, you know, small town Idaho girl. I honestly didn't even know that competition barbecue was a thing until I started in the barbecue side and the briskets and, you know, seeing what it's grown into. It's, it's just, it's just pretty cool. Can you put a, a, a definitive radar mark on when the niche of competition barbecue started to trend over to the to the wagyu side you know i mean we've been we've been selling briskets for quite some time and when 
when we really, I mean, about three, 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 four years ago, we kind of started seeing this uptick in more and more competitors using the product. And in this last couple years, we've just seen it. I mean, obviously with, you know, TV shows like Pit Masters and Pit Wars and, um, you know, the different shows on Food Network where they show the competitions, that's just done phenomenal, phenomenal things for Competition Barbecue and for us in turn. I remember seeing I remember specifically clear as day when the first time I ever heard about it. I was watching, you know, I guess it's widely considered to be season one of Barbecue Pitmasters where they were following Myron Mixon and Tuffy Stone and Harry Sue and the like. And, you know, then it kind of, you know, ran into different formats as years passed. But that particular year or season, Myron Mixon had a Wagyu brisket, and he was going to give it to Tuffy Stone, and they were talking about how much it was and how much better it was. I'd never heard about it up until that point. That's not true. I heard about it one time four or five years before that with a guy out in the uh, Atlantic uh, Northwest, uh, by a guy by the name of Jim Minion, who was real high-end barbecue caterer and was using things called caribou to pork that nobody had heard of back then, too. This was probably like 2007. But, uh, you know, all of a sudden... You see it on the TV. You see Myron Mixon has it. You see Tuffy Stone has it. And all of a sudden, I started hearing about it more and more and more. Now, all of a sudden, it seems like it's like par for the course. So uh, are, are you guys as a company surprised that you have seen it make such an uptick over the last three and four years? Well, to say that I'm not surprised would be a lie. I mean, <laughs> I, I stand behind our product 100%, and I think, you know, the reason that it has been so successful in competitive barbecue is because we strive really hard every day to make a very consistent, high-quality product. And it started out as kind of like this. We used to call it like, you know, the, the competitor secret. And, I mean, we all know how secrets are in, in the world of competitive barbecue. And nobody would say, no, we're not using it, we're not using it, we're not using it. And then it just be kind of came it became such a, everyone was using it. And yes, I mean, uh, Myron's one of the, I mean, one of the original guys who's always used our, our product. And then for it to be shown on TV in season one was so different than the rest of the seasons because it was actually what they were cooking at the contest. And so they opened, you know, their own coolers and you saw the product. So you knew that that's what it was. And then over the last, you know, three, four years, we've just, we've just seen it boom. Anella Kelso joined me here on the show from Snake River Farms, the website snakeriverfarms.com. And if you go there, for at least from tonight through Saturday, Anella is very gracious enough to offer free shipping for anybody that is going to be uh, purchasing through the Snake River Farms website with code BBQ Central, one word. And uh, you Oh, can no, wait. T- yes, we changed on. the code. Oh, okay. What's we the code? We got a little crazy because, because we offered <laughs> it up to a Whiskey Bent show, too. So we just went OCC 15. OCC 15. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'll go ahead and make those adjustments on some of the social media posts I made. So code OCC 15, free shipping now and uh, through Saturday, which, of course, is yeah. Halloween. So nothing but treats from Snake River Farms as far as that's concerned. So, and, and talk beef a little bit. Uh, you know, break down for me and for the folks that are on the peripheral of either competition or high-end beef. What is Wagyu beef, how it differs from some of the other stuff that's out there that's available for purchase? So we, we started, our, my parent company, our parent company is Agribeef, and it was founded in 1968 by the Rebholtz family. Um, our founder, Bob Rebholtz, started the company. His son, Robert, uh, currently runs. He's our president and CEO. Um, in the 80s, Bob kind of determined, like he had been visiting in Japan, and he saw the Kobe beef, and he was like, yeah, we need, we need to bring this back. And he thought that, you know, the, 
the environment in the Pacific Northwest would be perfect to grow these cattle in. And so he actually brought the genetics back and was one of the first, we were one of the first companies to do as such. And for the first 10 years that SRF even existed, we actually exported exclusively to Japan which sounds a little odd when you think about the fact that the Kobe were in Japan, but um, we exported exclusively to Japan. And what we started doing was we took these, the genetics from Fukusuru is the, the cow that, you know, the steer that started it all. And um, it's famous from the Tajima bloodlines. We took those genetics and we crossbred them with American Angus. And then we just worked on our feeding process. Uh, our Wagyu's are bred for, anywhere from a minimum of 350 days, but the average that those cattle are on feed is 500 days. They're the biggest animals you've ever, I mean, they're huge, they're massive. And, um, you know, we worked on the feed, we worked on the care, and um, we started producing this just amazingly incredible quality product. And it's the American Wagyu, it's not our American Kobe, it's not, we don't claim that it's Kobe, we don't claim that it's from Kobe, it is um, crossbred Kobe genetics with American Angus. Is that a big, like, potential BS thing that's floating around out here in America right now when you see the word Kobe, and is that like a hype term in a lot of places, or are people really bringing it in? Um, you know, you see a lot of you see a lot of people who there are some people who are bringing it in. It's very similar to you know champagne and sparkling sparkling wine. I mean, to be champagne, it has to come from the specific Champagne region in France. To be Kobe beef, it has to come from the Kobe region in Japan. We don't claim that that's what we're selling. We're selling an American version of that. We took those genetics, but they are those. You know, I mean, we have purebred steers, and we breed them with American. Um, Angus, and yeah, the cost is hugely different. I mean, you're, you'll know when you're buying real Kobe. You think you think people complain about the cost <laughs> of SRF briskets for competition? Look, good lord, look out! Um, can you dispel any Kobe myths about beef being like massaged and fed beer diets and stuff? I mean, is that BS or is that real life? That's what I do in my off time when I'm not at barbecue competitions. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god! No, we really. <laughs> I was like, no way. There's no way you do. Wow. You had me. Okay. There's, there's no mis- – I mean, it's, it's, it's great for the folklore. It's great for the story. It's um, not really what we do. Where the, where the secret is is that it's the feeding time. It's what we feed, and it's how long we feed. I mean, the Wagyu's are fed for an average of three times longer than commodity cattle. And the, the feed that you're giving them is like a, in, a, in a different grade? Like, from start to finish, everything is a little bit more or a lot of bit more, I don't know if you call it high-end or, or uh, something that's leading to the better end of the product. Um, no, it's very similar. Um, we do uh, we, soft white wheat, corn, alfalfa. We actually feed our cattle um, Idaho potatoes, uh, being as though this is where we are and this is where most of our cattle are, are fed and raised. Um, we are a very sustainable company, so we source everything within 150 miles of where we feed our cattle. And um, it's, it's very similar. It's just a matter of being fed for much, a much longer period of time. So I hear from pitmasters a lot on this show, especially when there seem to be the, the line of, uh, you know, we're a team that's thinking about cooking uh, Wagyu. We're a team that's going to stick with, you know, what we know. That you needed to cook. For the folks that were going to stay with what they knew, they're like, well, you know, we hear you have to cook it differently and 
there's a propensity of boiling the fat out quicker than it would on some of the other stuff. Do you have any suggestions on, you know, the, the best way to, to handle it in a cook situation? Um, I, I talk to a lot of barbecue folks every day. And, you know, I mean, I've cooked my fair share of briskets. I will say I'm extremely spoiled. Um, the only briskets I've ever cooked have either been prime or uh, Wagyu. And I, you know, I think you just got to cook your cook and you kind of find what works for you. You do have to pra- practice. It's hard to say that, yeah, you've got to spend that kind of money to practice. My biggest suggestion to people when they call and they say, hey, I don't know how to cook this. It's not turning out great for me. I always suggest going to a class. Um, I've been to quite a few classes in the last couple years, and I have to say it has changed immensely. I don't compete, but it has changed the way I even look at tackling a brisket completely different. And, yeah, they're expensive, but um, you find a good class, it's, it's worth it's worth worth it completely. So, are, when you go to a class, you're just get try, you're just looking for a tip thing, because as you said, you're not a competitor, so you're just looking for you know help in the backyard more or less. Um, yes and no. I mean, I go to the class mostly because we we support a lot of classes. Um, Travis spoke earlier on um, the whiskey event show that you know he's got classes that are sold out, and so we work with a lot of these teams that are doing really great great classes, and we give away those classes. So we're going to, we're actually like Travis's, Travis Clark's class is one of the first classes that we're going to be giving away in 2016. We're going to give registration away to that. Amela Kelso joining me here on the show, uh, show from Snake River Farms. SnakeRiverFarms.com is the website. If you use code OCC, that's uh, Oscar Charlie Charlie 15, uh, during checkout, you can get free shipping. So order uh, plenty right now. Stock up for next year right now, and you can save on the shipping. That'd be great. Um, now let me ask you this question. Mouthfeel wise, how mm-hmm. how can you explain putting a properly cooked wagyu brisket in your mouth versus you know the the choice or you know something along those lines? Uh, well, I think that I think that we've kind of um, somewhat trained judges to know what really good brisket is. Uh, I think that that just to eat it and that that taste and that texture of it, it's just so incredibly different. Um, it's, it's moister, it's juicier. It just gives you, I guess, buttery is the, I mean, we call our, our beef is called the butter knife beef and that holds true with all of our products, including our brisket. And it's just a different, it's a different product. Do you have different levels of briskets that you offer at Snake River Farms? We do. So if you look at, if you look at beef in the United States, about 3% of all beef grades out at prime. Everything that's SRF grades above prime. We use the Japanese beef marbling standard to grade, and it falls, falls into one of our three proprietary um, grades. We, have, we designated our own grades. We have silver, black, and gold. Uh, the silver goes straight into food service, and that goes into you know, restaurants and can you know, be a distributor. The black and golds are available via distributor if you're like with food service, if you have a restaurant, et cetera, and then are both available on our website. The black grades fall between a six and a nine. If you're familiar with the Japanese uh, beef marbling standards, they go from a zero to a 12. The black grades fall between a six and a nine, and the gold falls between a 10 and a 12. Right. So three different levels to choose from. Um, You know, I was trying to do my homework here before we uh, had you on the show tonight, Uh, Anella, well, we, me. And, you know, I've... 
So forever, right, over the last uh, 12, 14, 16 months, beef prices have been going up and up and up. And all you hear about is, oh, my God, beef is going through the roof. And what are uh, beef shops and restaurants and barbecue restaurants going to be doing? And are they going to raise prices? All of a sudden, you know, over the last, you know, handful of months or so, you've seen beef prices, like gas prices, start to drop. Then the futures are starting to go down. Do you anticipate uh, Snake River Farms doing any type of an adjustment price, uh, you know, kind of uh, heading into next season where prices might actually start to trend down a little bit? Well, so we always um, we always look at the markets. We always look at the futures. We, we are truly a pasture-to-plate company. Uh, when you look at our company, we have a livestock division. We have our sales and marketing division. We have a true, I mean, one of our job titles is actually cowboy. And we have pen riders and so veterinarians. And so we we take all of that into account and we look. Um, obviously, the life cycle of Wagyu's are crazy. And, I mean, they're much, much longer. And so, you know, when you're looking at stuff that's going to be bought now, I mean, that's stuff that's not going to be in competition until, you know, until five years. And so, um, so yes and no, um, we, we definitely trend with the markets. I mean, we're not going to leave any room for, um, oh, we're going to gouge prices or, oh, we're going to drop prices. We're going to, you know, stay steady with the markets and, and keep up with supply and demand at the same time. The black and the gold are available on website if you don't have, uh, you know, the distributors you were talking about. So, you know, that obviously, you know, leads to somebody picking out uh, versus going to a butcher shop and seeing, hey, I like this one. Hey, I don't like that one. From a customer service side of things, if I get uh, a, a brisket from you, and is there a lot of issue, any issue with somebody going, oh, crap, you know, I just don't like this one, and can they call you up and is there like a, an issue where if a customer calls up and says, hey, I don't like the one you sent me, uh, is there like a, a, an assumed risk type of thing? I mean, how does that work considering, you know, what you're, what you're potentially spending on a brisket? I will always say there's an assumed risk. I think that that's that way anytime you buy a natural product. Um, I always kind of joke and say we're not selling shoes. You want to buy the same pair of shoes from Zappos every day of the week, they will sell you the same pair of shoes and ship you the same pair of shoes. We're selling cattle. Cattle are different. Each one of them is different. Um, you're going to have thicker flats. You're going to have thinner flats. You're going to have some that are wide. You're going to have some that are narrow. Uh, you're going to have some that you're going to get, and you're going to call me and say, I can't cook this, and I'm going to tell you it's Thursday afternoon. I can't get anything out. Cook it. It'll win. And there are people in this um, in our in our little chat below that have I've said that to, and they've GC'd and 180 that weekend with briskets that, you know, were maybe not up to, to standards. With that being said, we stand behind our product 100%. Uh, we, we work with our customers. We listen to everything. We, we do have a, a review process with any product that comes back to us. Um, if you're listening and you're out there, please take pictures if you don't like what you have. So much easier for us to make a decision if <laughs> we can see what's going on. Um, you know, I mean, and if there's an extreme deformity, heck yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we deal with anybody. We take care of everybody. You don't call and get an answering machine. You know, I mean, you talk to myself or Sean or Rich or uh, Sabrina or Jennifer, and we, we take care of you. Anella Kelso joining me from Snake River Farms, snakeriverfarms.com, the website. Um, time has obviously evaporated. Personally, I, uh, I don't do a very good job at watching the clock. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's not just beef, right? I mean, Snake River Farms is uh, 
pigeonholed, kind of like this show is just a competition show. You hear Snake River Farms is, is all about the brisket, but that's not just what you guys are offering, right? No. So we do, um, on our website, we have multiple things available. We have the American Wagyu beef. We have Kurabuda pork, which if you've never tried the Kurabuda pork, try it because it's phenomenal. And then we also um, sell Northwest beef, which is choice or higher. And, you know, all of that, we have, we have steaks, we have roasts, we have hams. We have the most amazing ham you'll ever try in your life. Um, we, we're, not, we're not just briskets, turns out. Do you see uh, an instance where a, a caribou to pork would start to dominate the, the pork stuff in the competition scene as uh, Wagyu was starting to do at this point or not so much? Yeah, I think you're kind of starting to see it with the Duroc. I think that, you know, Comparts definitely have, um, you're, you're seeing more and more Compart Duroc out there and other heritage breeds. Uh, you know, we, we do a Japanese break on our hogs, and so we kind of split the money muscle where it shouldn't be split. Uh, I've been kind of trying to work with our production people on changing that. I think that if we could get that changed, I think we could do with butts what we've done with briskets. It's that much better. Anella Kelso, Snake River Farms. Again, snakeriverfarms.com is the website, and you can use promo code occ 15 for free shipping now through Saturday. And uh, at some point tonight, we're going to be giving away a brisket, right? Yeah, I think we should definitely give one away. All right, I will think of something on the fly, and uh, <laughs> I'll be in touch with uh, whoever is about to become the lucky winner of a Snake River Farms brisket. Anella, really appreciate the time tonight. Let's do it again soon. Of course, we'd love to. All right, thanks so much. There she is. Thanks so much. Miss Snake River Farms, by the way, uh, Anella Kelso from snakeriverfarms.com. So we'll figure out uh, what we're going to be doing about uh, giving away that free brisket. It might involve a phone call. It might involve people staying all the way past 11 o'clock. Who really wants it? Who really wants it? Come on. I'm putting you to the task, folks. But right now, I'm telling you about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. The number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world, Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by inventing rubs that win every single competition on the face of the earth. Okay? I mean, come on. Don't think BPS can just be pigeonholed in the competitive barbecue either. They are on the uh, main permanent menus of BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. Of course, we know about the West Coast offense between him and the Genie, Simply Marvelous Barbecue. This is the flavor profile that uh, competitive teams have begun to aim for each and every week. And they're bringing you new flavors as well. Fine swine sauce, granny's barbecue sauce, all that good stuff. Here's what you need to do. Head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. And, and... They will hook you up with whatever you need. In fact, we are going to be talking with Mr. Big Papa Smokers coming up out of the break. It's uh, Sterling Ball. Stick around for him. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. 
All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Anella Kelso from Snake River Farms. Uh, don't forget, now through Saturday, October 31st, you can get free shipping from Snake River Farms on all orders. Use promo code 0, zero OCC15. OCC15. Free shipping on all orders now through Saturday, October 31st. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Who doesn't want free shipping? Can save you a ton of money. All right. Joining me now, a record breaker, a barbecue pit master, an American Royal winner. A guy who has stuff in uh, restaurants and brew houses called BJ's. Forget about it. Let's just go right to the hotline. And welcome in my favorite Sterling, Sterling Malt. How are you, Greg? I am fine. How are you, darling? I'm great. This is wonderful. I got a nice echo. Uh, Okay, hold on one second. I'll kill that. Give me one second. I'm calling you right back. No, No, I'm actually fine now. It's all right now? Yeah, sure. I can call you right back and fix it. Hey, this is valuable time. All right. Well, I, I would always uh, keep the time for you. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. Sterling, uh, it is safe to say that you are now a record breaker, unless I'm completely mistaken. Perfect Perfects, American Royal, then to Sam's Club, correct? No, I was a 180 at, um, in, the, in the open, and then a, then a thin brisket, and then a perfect perfect the next week at the uh, Sam's Finals, which, for, by the way, felt really good. Yeah. Uh, now, for the folks that, uh, you know, aren't on the 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 uh, the, the competition terminology, uh, what's a perfect perfect? Perfect perfect is when all six judges give you a nine, all nines, taste, tenderness, and appearance. And um, a perfect is when five judges give you all nines. So, uh, I mean, basically, or in other words, even the lowest score that drops was a perfect score. Well, I was only on a perfect, perfect, yes. Right, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, so going to the American Royal, then the Sam's Club, uh, getting those perfect scores, uh, and then you uh, have also strung a number of grand championships together this season. You know, on the whole, I mean, you've been doing this for a little while now. How are you rating the 2015 campaign of uh, King of the Smokers. I know you still have one competition left in November, but how are you finding this season as compared to some of the other ones? In our season, Big Papa Smokers? Yes, that's right. Oh, I mean, this is a, a dream season. You know, we could, we're going to cook 25 contests. And, look, I don't take anything for granted. And, you know, there's a lot of good fortune, and, and I think we've cooked really well. But... Um, yeah, we've had a fantastic season. You know, statistically, Darren at Iowa Smoky Deeds probably had the best season, though. They only cooked 26 times. And I think, and three of those have been the Royal, the two Royals in the, um, and the Sams. And, you know, they, they have, they're 13 times either GC or RGC. We've got 11 for 24. Uh, uh, kind of a, a really large, good percentage. When you look at how much you're cooking, you know, I mean, there, there's always the, the conversation of, you know, these teams are doing it X amount of times and, you know, these, uh, the, the majority of the teams aren't doing it, you know, 35 and, and 40 times during the course of a year. I mean, you have all, you have all that information. You're a statistical guy. Well, you know something, Greg, I don't know how they do it. I mean, 
it's really hard to cook 25 times and and you know have expectations of of of, of doing well. Uh, you know, I would watch Travis and David in this marathon they're in, and those those guys got to maybe sleep for about a month when it's over. I, you know, I think the season's too long. I can tell you that. You know, I think that it, um, most people will probably tell you that. And if it was a little shorter, you might have more people really making a run at team of the year. Well, I mean, it's so very expensive, and you have to have the time. We do. We don't want to tell people what they should or shouldn't be doing as far as number of contests. But since you mentioned it, I mean, do you have an, an opinion on what the proper either season time or uh, proper amount of competitions uh, somebody should be doing? No, I, I think you know it's. You, it started in January in Denver, and it's going until, you know, the end of November. And all you have to do is look at other sports, although I always find it hard to call barbecue a sport. I've never been fatter since I started barbecue. But, I mean, the PGA Tour had to kind of run on season two, and they they instituted the FedEx Cup. Um, and there's still contests. There's still uh, tournaments after the finals. But, you know, I think that, you know, I would like to see them consider other alternatives. I also don't mind if they keep it like this, but I think they might have more teams doing it. I think some of the teams that are there wouldn't mind having a life outside of barbecue occasionally. Yeah, and so uh, I think maybe we can probably have a, a separate segment uh, in future weeks talking you know, more of the competition side of things. Um, what, you know, what I was hoping yeah. to focus on tonight was uh, hyping up what is widely considered to be uh, you know, one of the most anticipated invitational events uh, over the last handful of years, which is the King of the Smoker. That's one you put on. And I, I don't say this because you're a sponsor of the show and I'm trying to kiss your ass or anything, but you hear the feedback from all the teams that have taken place now over the last couple of years, and it's been nothing but positive and glowing uh, remarks. So uh, talk to me about King of the Smoker this year, uh, how it's ramping up, and do we have any confirmations or scoops that we can do tonight? Greg, you already know I'm, I'm going to spill the beans and <laughs> announce the invitations right now. Let's do it. I got nine out of the top ten. Okay? So that's Clark Crew, American Dream. You're supposed to ask who, who, who's not invited. You, in you, wait, 10. you said nine out of the top ten, right? Yeah. Well, who'd you leave off? Me. Of course! <laughs> Damn I don't, it. I don't want to cook against those guys. I'm scared. You don't want to win no, that, at your own competition. That would be a bad look even if I came in last. Would, I mean, you know, would, I would like, I'd love to cook in an invitation. We'll go like that. It'd be fun. Would it, wouldn't it be... A kick in the balls if you compete in your own competition and you win. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Well, first of all, that's. I think I think it's the hardest contest in barbecue, and I don't think that I would win. But why? Look at. But why wouldn't really you? Hard. Why it's wouldn't really you hard win? Putting it on. You you have a, a great winning percentage. You've won some of the highest profile contests that there are there to win. I understand humble is is a good look, but there's no reason to think that you wouldn't win. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's go over this list. You got Travis Clark, and I know he's listening, and I have won $6 from the last two contests. But uh, he's had that got me. We've got uh, American Dream. And, you know, I think this is the first time there's there been two redheads in first and second in KCBS. <laughs> then you've got Darren and Sherry, Iowa Smokey D's. Yes, Smokey Silly, which I almost didn't invite because they passed me in pork. Uh, but I managed to pass them again. But I don't think I'll 
keep that number one for long. They're they're such good cooks. So we got Smokely Silly, then we got Getting Basted, you know, a great team. And and also I like Getting Basted besides their being great guys. I love canned cookers. Okay. Um, then we have Yellow River, who's our newest West Coast offense team, and they're they're just awesome. And up in Wisconsin, Tim's Full Belly Deli. Then we got Shake and Bake. You know, obviously a great can team, but we love Tim and, and uh, Terry. And we have uh, Smokeaholics, Spitfire. And, you know, Spitfire always is there, yep. year in and year out. Yep. Very consistent. And um, I got Lon from Joe Bob's at 14, and I love Joe Bob's. He's probably Mr. RGC. I think he's had a ton of RGCs. He's had a bunch of GCs, too, but he also plays guitar and sings. And then we have some former Team of the Years with Three Eyes Barbecue. We have Warren County Pork Choppers, which I'm really excited you know, they bring the whole family, and that's one of the yeah. things that makes it awesome. Okay, um, my neighbor in my neighbor at the American Royal is, is Donnie Teal, and I just love the guy. And I also think he's a legend who still cooks great. Yes, agreed. Um, and I taste his food, and, and you know, I would I would buy his food. You know, uh, and someday I do hope to go to his his restaurant. And then we have, uh, you know, one of the things is some teams start really hot and then kind of fizzle, and another team might not get off to a good start. We do kind of uh, look at momentum, and uh, Little Pig Town has been cooking great. Yep. Uh, Scott Keys, the BPS elite team, and Rocky, they're, they're coming. Um, and you have Pigskin coming, who's uh, hasn't got to cook much this year, but whenever Pigskin pulls in, you know that they can win. Is this too? What? What? Is his dad coming too? Yes, and that was uh, yeah, he's got <laughs> such a high career winning percentage, but the two one eighties at the open um, was just stellar yeah, and huge. so that's that's the winner of the royal, I think. And uh, so, girls gone wild, Iowa. And we have this guy named Tuffy Stone. He's an up and comer. Uh, I've uh, I just started hearing about him last week. Yeah, and and well, another thing, here's Ted Cooks <laughs> with his dad. And I, I don't think a lot of people talk about George yep. much, but George is part of that team. And I mean, you know, the stuff that Tuffy's experiencing now is so awesome. But the other thing is, you know, my dad's no longer with us, and the fact that Tuffy's doing this with his dad is just crazy good to me. Okay, and then. Let me see see who I missed here. Uh, Ronnie Wade at Blazing Barbecue. I think they have 3,285 GCs or something. Yeah, right. Um, probably have the most and represent the great state of Texas. Uh, we have Jamie Gear and Jambo, the Pitmasters champion. Uh, we have Johnny Trigg, who will be invited as long as he wants, unless he yells at me, which could happen, you know. Uh, uh, Johnny. Johnny Trigg has no idea who I am. Oh, my Lord. One of my life's greatest uh, disappointments. Actually, actually, I think he does. No, he do- trust me, he doesn't. <laughs> I know. All right. And Ryan, the defending champ comes back, and last year it was uh, um, a tie between uh, Ryan Newstrom and Sonia at, uh, at Big T's yep. and Darren and Sherry, and 
they elected to, uh, as long as they got, with the elite team, you get a gold sweatshirt when you win a major, and they agreed to split first, and as long as they both got goldies is what we call them. Um, and we have Simply Marvelous, who uh, is, is my partner in the West Coast offense, yep. and um, he's doing very well in pork and ribs and always does well at the King of the Smoker. And we have Iowa Smoky D's, which um, I think the greatest ambassadors out there for barbecue. And then we're very happy and honored to have the winner of the first year's King of the Smoker, Chris Lilly and Big Bob Gibson's. So this is a huge list of teams. I mean, you're right. Now that I think about it, uh, I would not want to be cooking in this one either, Sterling. You might be right. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a badass lineup. I, I, you know, you, you show every year you watch it, and the guys get the scorecards that didn't win or didn't, you know, we pay seven deep overall. And if you weren't one of the seven deep, you watch. I stand on the stage and watch people, and they look at the bottom of the page first. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they're terrified that they're going to come in last. Yeah. As long as they didn't come in last. Let me tell you what. This is a really hard list. I get a lot of abuse for it. And sometimes I wonder why I put on the contest. But then I have the contest, and, and the spirit's so good, and we raise so much money. And, um, you know, the, I think that all these teams really like the challenge of getting two whole chickens three racks of compart ribs, uh, two compart butts, uh, Snake River Farm Brisket. Those are wonderful sponsors, along with BJ's Brewhouse. And no garnish, no pit minders. And, you know, when you look at garnish and you only give them two butts, you know, in this day and age where people are cooking, turning it in five money muscles, some of them chopped and stuff, you you got to fill a box without garnish, and that's... <laughs> That's kind of the first thing where you realize you got to cook all your food really good. You can't afford to um, to mess it up. Are are you, you know you were talking about the heat that you get when when people aren't invited, and you know I've had my own thought on that, and and I think it's you know I don't know if it's jealousy or uh, here here's what I think. It's got such great reviews and such great feedback from the top teams every single year, right out of the shoot. It wasn't a, a competition that stumbled out of the gates like a horse and you know rallied, uh, you know, at the three quarter pole coming down the stretch. I mean, this thing was a line to line winner all the way out of the box. And so the teams that aren't there that think they deserve there aren't necessarily. I don't think they're pissed because they think they deserve to be there. They want to be there to take in. Uh, the atmosphere and the the mountains in the distance and staying at the great resort and being around all the other teams. I think it's the experience that they want to be at. So they get pissed. It's not necessarily, they think they deserve to be there. They want to be there, right? Well, you know, listen, I, I don't have it in the music business anymore, but I had it when I was coming up. It's, you know, I'm old enough in the music business and, you know, I made, I guess made my bones there and, you know, I made mistakes. I think that, you know, I had an idea of what kind of teams I wanted, and I focused on chemistry a lot. And um, I shifted to more, paying more attention to the KCBS top 10 or 20. Uh, but no matter what, I will tell you one thing, and I'm probably going to get killed for this, but <laughs> this is a newsflash. 
Barbecuers aren't the most objective out there. Uh-oh. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I've had some people that get really mad at me. I said, well, you've got 24 teams, and it's never built. There's 24 are the best in barbecue today. It's legends. Okay, we've had Mike Mills come out of retirement to cook it. Well, we've had some great teams cook this contest that w- might be ignored by other contests. But you know something? I love the fact that we got Chris Lilly, who doesn't cook many KCBS. And if I just went by the money list, Chris doesn't get invited. And um, I don't think there's anybody out there that that wouldn't be concerned about where they finish with Chris Lilly next to him. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. King of the Smokers is what we're talking about right now. BigPapaSmokers.com, his website, if you want to check it out as well. A uh, great one-stop well, shop. Well, also KingOfTheSmokers.com, and I want to make sure that the La Quinta Resort gets um, a lot of props. Operation Barbecue Relief. we got Will coming out. And, I mean, Stan coming out and cooking. Mark Lambert's coming out because he didn't quite make the event, but he's coming out to help us and, and cook hog for us. Uh, like I said, we got La Quinta Resort, we got BJ's, we got Ernie Ball, Big Papa Smokers, Snake River Farms, Trump Park helped make this possible. And, and this is something that uh, general public is allowed into, correct? Yeah, and what happens is, of these teams, eight of them will be asked, and nobody's ever said no to me, to give a 20 to 30 minute lesson for the fans. It can be, and um, it's fascinating to hear how much these teams end up giving up and how many of the teams are in the crowd for their fellow competitors' lesson. You know, but there's there's easy ups with no sides, too. So, you sort of... <laughs> there's no hiding in gents here or trailers. It's out in the open. But what I do is I protect the uh, teams. I don't let the public in until 1.30. I also have 24 teams instead of 25 because 24 means that there's four tables, everybody's on them. I also got to make sure, because I know I'm running out of time, that I think Kelly and Kathleen McIntosh are reps, who I think are the best reps in barbecue. Is there anything, uh, are you reserving any big surprises for King of the Smoker? Well, last year I had Bill Murray. It's sort of hard. Um <laughs> It's sort of hard to top that one, but you know, I think he there's there's rumors. Okay, is Bill Murray like the coolest guy ever? Actually, he is. I mean, he I met him to... by writing him. A, I wrote him a letter 26 years ago, and that's how I met him. And I think he's one of the greatest guys. Something uh, that everybody needs to know when they still look, be when they see Bill Murray at a charity, whether it's Pebble Beach or anything, he pays his own way. Okay. He pays an entry fee. He pays his travel. And if there's any money to be won, he donates it back to the charity and also donates money. Bill Murray is one of the most generous guys. And what I liked last year is Bill spent time with every single team. Yeah. So I think that was great. You know, because, you know, I'm in the music business, I do have friends and they, I, I do rope them into coming down and I have some, I do have some surprises this year. Sterling Ball is going to be putting on King of the Smokers again this year. He's released his list exclusively here on this show, which we appreciate and adore, of course. Uh, Sterling, for the folks that don't know, when is King of the Smoker taking place this year? 
December 12th in La Quinta, California, at the La Quinta Resort. I got to thank all the team of Big Papa Smokers, too, because they make me look really good there. You know, Jesse Fleshman, uh, Jody Clark, and my teammate, James Perez, who also has been just awesome cooking with. And uh, those guys worked so hard, and Holly, uh, making it making it happen. Sterling, I always appreciate the time, my friend. And uh, next time we're, we're going on a competition, suggestions, bitch fest, controversial tears, and all this other stuff. Uh, so we make sure that the uh, the competition side of the sport is taken care of as well. Well, at least one loud guy's opinion. All right. Hey, Greg, thank you very much. I appreciate being on the show. All right, Sterling. Take care, and we'll talk soon. See you, bye. There he is. Sterling Ball, ladies and gentlemen. King of the Smoker. Is going to be happening in a little over a month and a half. Look forward to that. Here's Patrick Paquette, King uh, Sterling Ball, KCBS Board of Directors. It's not the first time I've heard that. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. All right, folks. Uh, Greg Rempe reporting from the Barbecue Central Breaking News Desk. It appears we're going to be giving away a brisket right now. If you are the first caller to 216-220-0966 and you can answer one easy trivia question, you can win a free Snake River Farms brisket. That's right. 216-220-0966. You can win a free Snake River Farms brisket if you can answer one simple question trivia question and we will open up the phone lines all right you're on uh, you're on the air hello hello nobody there all right let's go to line two you are on the air hello uh-oh uh-oh hold on a second you are on the air who's this chris chris yes chris is on the phone ladies and gentlemen Chris, are you ready to answer one trivia question to win a free Snake River Farms brisket? I will give it my best. Are you excited? Absolutely. I know I am. Name my last guest. Sterling Ball. You just won a brisket, my friend. Chris, um, go ahead and send me your shipping info. I will go ahead and get that over to Anella Kelso, and uh, she will get you your free brisket. Does that sound like a fair situation? Sounds like a deal to me. Hey, Chris, uh, tell everybody what station just made you a winner. The Barbecue Central Radio Show. That's right. Send me your info, buddy. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. All right, he's a winner. I mean, I can't make it too hard, right? I mean, half you guys are probably sleeping or drunk for crying out loud. All right, Maddie Rempe. All right, folks, let me talk to you about Suckle Busters. That's right. Suckle Busters, made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including a bunch at the American Royal Sauce Contest over the last couple years. New from Suckle Busters, the Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. This is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. Super sweet. Not spicy, but super red because they use an American paprika for a bright red color. 
Brush it on the last five to ten minutes of cooking. It's going to leave a nice glossy red sheen on the meat and an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at the local barbecue stores or online at sucklebusters.com. If you want a free bottle of the honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce, send me an email. And then the subject line put Snake River Farms. Wow, it's two giveaways and one here at the end of the show. Oh, my God. We're giving the store away, folks. In the subject line of the email, Farms, you can win a bottle of Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Uh, we'll look to get a winner there. Uh, you visit SuckleBusters.com or email sales at SuckleBusters.com in the meantime and get your sauce on your own. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Look at this. Sylvie Curry winning the sauce. Uh... Sent from mail for Windows 10. Is that from your computer or from your phone, Sylvie? Who still has a Hotmail account? Come on, Sylvie, get a Gmail account. Join the 21st century. All right, send me your shipping info. I'll get it down to Dan, and uh, he'll get you taken care of. Go ahead and uh, wrap it all up here with a nice little bow knot. Uh, All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Bill Gillespie from Smokin' Hogs. He was third place overall at the Jack Daniels this past weekend, the 2015 Jack. Then we talked with Darian Kazravi from Cosmos Q. He won the 2015 World Championships SCA Steak Cook-Off. In the second hour, we talked with first-time guest Anella Kelso from Snake River Farms, who has hit huge. She just gave away a friggin' brisket on this show. Are you kidding me? That was great. And closing out the show, my favorite Sterling, Sterling Ball, talking about King of the Smokers. He has released the list of confirmed teams for the 2015 King of the Smoker that's going to take place at the La Quinta Quinta Resort in La Quinta, California, December 12th. That's going to be an outrageous time. I would not want to cook in that one. Of all the ones I would want to I don't want to cook in that one. I want that. Can't do it. Uh, next week, we already have a huge show. We resume our pit maker talks, our pit constructor talks, our pit builder talks. We've got two or three lined up over the next three weeks, so we'll uh, continue that. Ray Lampy is coming on next week. Week after that, Meathead. Week after that, Stephen Reichlin. We're locked and loaded, man. I mean, come on. Here we go. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.